Hello and welcome to Eastropping at the Movies. I'm Mike. And I'm Jose. And today we're talking about Vitalina Varela, a Portuguese film named after the woman who stars in it. Yes. And she's a non-professional actor. Her name is Vitalina Varela. Mm. And the director, Pedro Costa, discovered her on a previous film he made, where she played a bit part. And her real-life story became the basis for this film. Right. So I didn't know that. Yeah, I read a little bit around it. So the film on which he first worked with her was Horse Money. Right. Uh, so she had a small part in that. And then her, her, her actual story is that she didn't see her husband for years and years and years and came to where he lived to finally kind of confront him. But it turned out that was three days after he died. And that is the start of this film. And so in this film, what she does is discover the kind of life that he led for years when she wasn't in contact with him after he left her. Though I should say this is fictionalised. And the film is permeated with feelings of grief and loss and anger that all come from her. You know, the kind of, the feelings of, the feelings that she has about the kind of life that she was, I don't know, denied, kept away from, um... It's a really interesting movie. I can't say I can't say that I loved it. I, I loved it. Was interesting. it. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew you would. <laughs> no, I, I I was thinking actually because you know I think the wonderful thing about cinema is that it's so varied, right? And I think you know the challenge for me at least as a as a viewer and as a critic is to give yourself up to the work, right? to not go in with preconceptions of how a film should be or what a good film is, or, you know, to kind of just let yourself go in what the filmmakers are trying to do. And I think I found this so moving and so true. Yeah, you get mm. a sense in the film of all of these dispossessed people, of all of these migrants who've gone to make a better life. And where do they live? They live in tunnels and hovels and rooms without light and you know, kind of houses where the thing falls on your head, the ceiling falls on your head. And you ask why, right? Like kind of, you know, so, and there's a phrase where the, the woman says, you know, kind of here, we're nobodies, right? Like we had a 10 room house in Capo Verde, right? Kind of, you know, so, so mm. on the one hand, I think the film is, like you said, about this woman experiencing grief because she spent her whole life loving this man who left her and wondering why he left her and when he would bring her back and he promised a plane ticket, you know, and so on. So, and then kind of she goes to Portugal and discovers, you know, that he was basically a wanker, a lazy, alcoholic, uh, good for nothing, right? And she spent her whole life yearning, you know, for this sad figure of a man who she'd imagined as something else. So it's on the one hand this kind of um, longing for something, this kind of self-critique and anger at oneself for having been so stupid. At the same time, there's a whole depiction of you know global the the work of globalization of migrants really and the life mm. that they lead elsewhere, you know. And I think. It's it's kind of it's so beautiful because it it doesn't bang you in the head with it. It le- it lets you discover everything, and it gives 
the subjects of the film great dignity. They're beautifully filmed. I mean, I think it's it's very rare to see black people filmed so beautifully. You see their faces and you see the textures of their faces and so on. Um, and and the compositions and so on, they're like they're like paintings really. So so I I, I found it very moving and very sad and very true. Yeah, kind of yeah. you know, I um I was very touched at the end where she's talking to this young man, you know, who's a homeless person and who scavenges, you know, to get food and so on. And um he says something like, you know, I should find myself an ugly woman, really, because in the dark, you know, you can imagine her as pretty, you know. And then he says, well, but you know, but a pretty woman, you can imagine her as prettier, you know. Anyway, and he says, uh, you know, and sometimes when there's love, things don't work out. And she says, no, when there's love, things must work out, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I was kind of like very moved by that kind of, you know, by, by the gap in between those two ideas, which you know, you can see the truth in both of them. Yeah. And nonetheless, there's a gap. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a film that's really deeply felt. Um, and she has, she has these essentially monologues. The film is incredibly slow and the camera will, it, it's almost always, um, well, I think it's always on a tripod and it's almost always completely still as well. Mm. And you do get these painterly, compositions that are that are built up and the there's there's this really strong use of um a strong key light that you get with almost nothing you know, else filling mm. filling the scene in so you get this incredibly high contrast and almost everything up until the end of the film is set at night as well pretty much seems to be so you know that kind of that that adds to this to this to this there's like a ghostly feeling to when she's kind of walking around um her husband or I suppose by this point former husband's house and and discovering you know rather than kind of coming home she's discovering what his, what his life was and she is a kind of ghostly presence in that and then she has these monologues essentially where she she speaks to her feelings and sometimes she's speaking to him as though he's there asking him questions who were you what were you doing you know this kind of thing and i think in some respects she's directed the way it is sensible to direct a non-professional actor in that she's not asked to emote um, heavily. Mm. Uh, and, she, you know, so there's a stillness throughout her performance that actually works really well because you never, you're never really clued into exactly what she's thinking. There's always an ambiguity or room for interpretation mm. in, in what her mental state is, what she's thinking and why she's saying what she's saying, which I think really works. Um but I mean, man, I, 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 it is one of the most taxing uh, films I've seen for a while. Just in terms of, in terms of the the, the lack of interest that you know, I, th I thought God, this is so slow. Well, you know, it I was mean, really trying my patience. I, I loved it. I was entranced throughout. I um, felt the film let you discover things, right? Uh, that if you if you looked attentively you saw you know so for example right at the beginning of the film when she comes out of the airplane and she's barefoot right mm. like you know so here you have the airplane kind of you know the ultimate kind of modern technology you know and and here she comes barefoot you know from another country but from another world another structure of feeling into this kind of new place you know little things like that i found so beautiful the, when she comes off the plane it's the it's also it's the shape of her legs that the camera focuses on you know they kind of they kind of bloated 
from yeah. and you feel it's like a like a lifetime of hard labor has made her legs look the way they are and the camera there's two separate shots where 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 they come into into shot it's like they're there for a reason you know mm. you feel what this woman's been through just through her legs and feet before you even really see her properly yeah i mean i kind of you know i wonder if maybe the difference in our response is one of age you know because i am also at that age where you look back and you think well you know who did you love who loved you was it worth it you know was it on did you know this person that you felt so strongly about you know uh did they change or were you completely mistaken uh in who you thought they were uh did you know you uh love him or did you love the idea of him that you put that you kind of constructed in your head the film in a way kind of asks all of those questions right and it's mm. kind of imbued with failure, right? It didn't work out. And yet she loved you. You know, there's no question, you know, in the film that she loved this man, right? She wrote him all these letters. She kept waiting for him to to, to, to get her. You know, she knew he was with somebody else. And yet, like, her feelings continued. And then she arrives and she finds that this is not the man who he, she thought he was at all, right? Mm. Uh, so I thought that was, like, so beautiful and poignant and really kind of... <clears throat> You know, it's a question that uh, dominant cinema never addresses. You know, I mean, you know, the idea in the culture is that if you love somebody and they love you back, it'll work out. And this is, you know, about something that it didn't work out, you know, and actually of the uncertainties around it, right? Kind of, did he really love her, you know, or, or was he using her? If he was using her, why did he return to build this house for her in 45 days? Right. And, and actually, I also think that that's true to life, that, you know, as kind of you get older, you have all these questions about your life that there's there are simply no answers to. Right. That either people have died, you know, so you'll never mm. know. Yeah, you'll never hear from them uh, or actually they're alive, but you don't believe what they say or you doubt what they say or. Yeah. So mm. I think the film deals with all of these uncertainties and ambiguities and sadnesses of kind of, you know, things that are a fact of life yeah yeah um i thought it was interesting that she's from cape verde which is in africa and it was a portuguese colony but the place that the film is set in portugal is a kind of slum that is populated it seems to be entirely by african immigrants yes. um i could I, I don't know that we saw a single hispanic sort of person of hispanic descent in the film yeah, it's a ghetto. Yeah, so you're taken from the from or, or people have been kind of displaced from this one former colony to what appears to be a, a, a kind of sub colony, you might say, in Portugal itself, in mm. mainland Portugal. Um, and it's also interesting that, or uh, it's it's really evocative that the entire kind of ghetto shanty town is it's like it's built into trenches, right? It's below ground. It's open to the sky. It's not like underground, but it's, but the the ground level is above you the whole time. Mm. Do you see what I mean? I do see what you mean, and actually, I thought that was one of the interesting things in itself. Because had the film ever gone outside, then you would have been in Lisbon, and you would have had sunlight, and it would have been beautiful, and it would have been a different <laughs> kind of film. Right? Is that where it's set? Yeah, I mean, right. this is you know, this is a, a, a slum in Lisbon, yeah? yeah, which if, if you've been to Lisbon, it's beautiful and it's on the sea and, you know, it's yeah. got all these gorgeous old buildings and the hills and, 
you know. So so it's it's significant that the journey of migration is also a kind of a journey into darkness, into underground, into yeah. Being nobody and not being seen and kind of wondering and living on the margins and you know actually I I think another thing that I loved about the film is you know that she talks to all of these men and they're almost all men I think there's a one other woman that we see and you know they're all drunks and they've been drug dealers and they've been in jail and yeah and she kind of just accepts that as a fact of life really yeah that uh, uh, so there's no judgment. Uh, uh, on um, the individuals, but there's also there's always this thing of Capa Verde, right? So you know there the house is being built and there's sky and there's mountains and there's sunlight and you know mm. kind of where did these men go to, right? And 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 why? I mean, you imagine it's poverty that drove them there, but um, you know kind of what you see is uh, really horrific, yeah. Mm. Horrific is the wrong word, but it's just so poor, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so dark. And they they all mention the dark and the cold. And, and they're all ill and frail and, yeah, the hand shaking or, yeah, mm. it's a place that makes people sick. Yeah, and it has that sense that um, Parasite had of, uh, yeah, Parasite did it so deliberately staging... Uh, class in terms of altitude <laughs> you know as you yeah. moved literally up in the city you moved up in the world and you know like in in parasite they were even below where they lived there was even below their own toilet you know and in this it's just you're you're constantly aware that you are below ground you're living in these places that are cut into they're all, they're like, all houses almost made out of caves cut yes. into the side of the ground you know yeah and it's, there's a kind of uh, unspoken tragedy in the fact that you spend all this time. Uh, Vitalina Varelis is the character spends all this time, you know, waiting for the for an opportunity to get a plane ticket mm. to go there uh, to see her husband. And you know, she's she's you spend all this time waiting, and where you end up is a slum, a shanty town, yeah. you know, below ground again. It's yeah. So yeah. Um, and and the film makes you ask all these questions that the film permits you to ask or structures you to ask, but doesn't ask for you, right? So, you know, did this man love his wife? I mean, was he embarrassed of the life that he'd made for himself? And is that why he didn't ask for her to return? You know, I mean, those are all possibilities that the film mm. yeah, engages with and makes, makes you ask, right? And I loved her you know, her presence, you know, the dignity of her face, the stillness, you know, but also kind of the suffering that you see, right? And actually, I think there's a line in that, you know, because the film also deals with sexism, yeah? Mm -hmm. It's all these men, and she's the woman, and she says something like, you know, when you bury a woman and you place her in the coffin, you never ask what she suffered, and you can't imagine mm. what she suffered, right? Uh, and I, so things like that, I just thought it was so beautiful and I was entranced, right? And, and actually, before that, I was relieved because, you know, kind of, I think this is the first Pedro Costa film I've seen, actually. Uh, and, you know, I've heard so much about him and he's a figure in slow cinema and so on. And I thought, oh my God, 
you know, this is going to be like one of those Bellatar six hour films. <laughs> and then, you know, when I looked on movie, I thought, oh, it's only two hours. So that's why I suggested we do it, because I knew I, I couldn't put you through six hours of slow cinema. Felt like know. it. <laughs> yeah. It didn't feel like it to me. I, I, yeah. I really was kind of entranced by it. Uh, and I think it's very beautiful. And I think the combination of you know, the poverty on view with, you know, the um, the type of lighting and filming and, you know, everything is classic. You, are, you even have hor classic horizon points. You know, mm -hmm. the lighting is luminous and gorgeous. And, you know, I kind of, there's, there's a, a, something really interesting comes out of, you know, the poverty of that, which is, filmed yeah the the, the pro filmic event and then the beauty with which it is uh uh filmed yeah mm. i think the, the you know the con it gives a kind of a dignity to this woman really and and to her feelings and to her life it makes it kind of you know it makes it like a renaissance painting uh oh yeah uh, the, the 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 visual the visual quality is you know these these images look like vermeers yeah. You know, they're beautifully crisp as well. The images are incredibly beautiful. And what I loved as well is the uh, it's full frame Academy ratio. Yeah. But I didn't really realise that at the start. It took me a while to figure that out because because partly that everything is, is at night, but also I think there's sometimes a bit of vignetting on the edges, left and right edges of the screen, of the frame. So that blends in to, because I'm watching it on a widescreen mm. telly, you know, so it blends into just what's black on the side so you don't notice you know the the, the 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 image just fading into blackness at the side of the screen and it's went well go oh no this is this is just full frame and i don't know i thought it, i thought it was clever and really beautiful and really subtle how it happened and i thought god this would have been incredibly beautiful to see at the cinema you know I mean, it, would. it would have been stunning but i also but i also think it might, might have been even more boring no, I, I, I think actually it, it requires, you know, a big screen. You would have been lost in this woman's face and in her mm. story, uh, um, you know, much more, much more thoroughly. However, I mean, again, I must say, like, thank you to movie for even allowing us to see it. Right. I mean, you know, in a way I've been hearing about Pedro Costa like for you know 20 years and I've never yet been able to see one of his films until now. And that's because, you know, uh, they didn't play here or, you know, I missed it when they played here or they played here for a day and I didn't see it or, you know, I, so I mean, I, we now have these things available to us to see and maybe not in ideal conditions, you know, um, but I kind of I'm, I'm very grateful that we saw it. And actually, I, I must say, you know, one of the great things about living in this moment Let's not take it for granted that these films are being made. I mean, if you look at, you know, the last 100 years of cinema, so few films were made about women like Vitalina Varela, right? And so we mm. now live in a context where kind of digital makes it possible, you know, for a film like this to be made. It probably didn't cost very much. You know, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's very beautifully made, right? It circulates, it's available for people to see. So I actually, I think this is one of those films where the onus is on the audience, like give yourself up to it, kind mm. of, you know, find out because, you know, if you watch it and, you know, you say, okay, you know, it's not an entertaining film in the traditional <laughs> sense. It's not out there, you know, to kind of, to tickle your funny bone or whatever. 
But actually, I think it is it is there to do what art does, you know, which is, to, you know, partly to, to 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 depict the lives of others, to kind of give you an insight into what they are, to kind of to make you aware of conditions of existence, you know, that are not your own, and give you an understanding into them, and to give you an insight into other people's lives, really. So you know that aspect of of migration, of being across cultures, of poverty of you know undergroundness and kind of margins and liminality right and also then the interior thing about you know what is love you know and what is love in life you know what does it mean to love to have love to have been mistaken in love yeah kind of to understand what it is and you know always kind of being confronted with another in which you can never be sure right i mean you know that's a great film. Yeah, it makes you mm. feel those 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 questions. Not just, yeah, and it makes you ask the questions. It doesn't ask them for you. So for me, this is a very great film. Yeah, I I think I I uh, think I estimate it slightly lower than you do. I yeah, it didn't make me feel as much as I wanted to feel. It didn't make me feel as much as I felt it could have made me feel. Mm. Um, you know, it, I did struggle to maintain interest. I the thing that I found most engrossing about it was its imagery and the care that, that that's gone into the composition and the lighting and we should we should name the cinematographer actually because it's such impressive cinematography um leonardo Simoes is wow. his name and it's incredible what he's what, the work that he's done it's really beautiful and also i think there's some green screen in it as well there's points where she there's like a storm raging in the background one or two points and so i think it's really beautiful and actually those those parts reminded me of the lighthouse um wow. there's, there's a kind of there's a forbidding sort of, um, uh, you know, nature is like not your friend in those scenes. I can tell you that it cost 600,000 euros. That was its budget. A pittance. Not an expensive film. Um, I just wanted to ask you, what did you think of the priest character? Uh, he's the other kind of major character, really. He's the other major character, and I found that engrossing. So his backstory is that he was a priest in Capo Verde. They'd met before. There was an accident on a bus. And, you know, many people were killed or hurt or, you know, uh, they had their entrails falling out and they were asking for last orders. Uh, and he, who was, I don't know if he was not yet ordained or didn't yet have a parish, refused to offer them kind of, what is it called, the last sanction or... Last right was it? Was it, was it right? that they didn't have? I thought it was something like they didn't have um, the right documents or something, and he could have ignored that, but he chose not to, and so well, it was kind of it was a moral failing of his. That's what he deals with. Oh yeah, no, it was definitely a moral failing of his, mm. but I don't think it had to do with that. I thought it had to do with himself. So, right. because what 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 he did is he sent them on to the next village, which there was a, a properly accredited priest, mm. uh, rather than him giving them less. That's the way I understood it. She was there with her donkey. She witnessed the whole thing, and you know the bus crashed. He refused to give them last orders and sent them on to the next town where they could have received them from a proper priest. But they died on the way. The the survivors that were left. But the key thing is that he's felt guilty about it his whole life. Yeah, it is a moral mm. failing. It kind of, is kind of something um, that has bothered him for his whole life. 
And again, he's in this empty church where no one goes to anymore. You know, you also feel that he's having a crisis of faith. Um, and the church is, again, so dusty and dirty and deserted. It's just a whole bunch of, like, you know, school chairs piled up. And again, what looks like a cave. You know, you occasionally see a person there, right? So I think kind of, you know, this is what I was saying earlier, that maybe we're coming to it also from the vantage point of different ages, right? Because you can see how that character as well is, you know, what has my life amounted to? You know, can I redeem myself? Can I kind of make up for, you know, the mistakes that I made and, you know, the the hurt I uh, inflicted on other people, right? It's It's his character also, like hers, is one that's kind of evaluating their life, really. Yeah, it's kind of, mm -hmm. you know, what kind of life did I did I lead? How did I end up like this? You know, kind of what mistakes did I do? Where did I where did I go wrong? You know, or how could I have been so cruel or or lacked understanding? Right. Those are kind of, you know, the questions that he's asking himself, as is she. Though, you know, she at least has her husband to also blame, whereas he's got no one but himself. <laughs> Yeah, rather like I was saying about her feet at the start. You see her feet, and they kind of tell the story. His kind of stoop, his kind of arched back, and his age, and there's there's his frailty, and his shaking hand do the same for him. You know that all sp it speaks through. Uh, what was it you said before about boxing movies that they're about um, people's conditions being made manifest through through their bodies, through their flesh, in yes. some sense. That's kind of what's yes. going on here, certainly with him. Um, yeah, boxing movies are all about working class people and capitalism and the American dream and, you know, <laughs> having to take the punishment for it, really. Right, right. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so let's, let's wrap this up. Um, I really loved it. I think it's a great work of art. I think it's, you know, at the moment where we're living this Black Lives Matter and where racism is, uh, you know, the hot uh, topic, in, not only in America, but all over the world, here we have a film about one of the most marginalized figures in all of cinema, which is a middle-aged black woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I think if nothing else... The film is important for dramatizing this life. But aside from that, it's also incredibly beautiful. You know, it's a, it's a film that kind of, it really moved me. It kind of, it, the questions that Vitalina Varela asks herself are the questions that I kind of, I asked myself. Uh, and the film kind of becomes, you know, a prism through which you know, through a look at Vitalina's life, you look at your own. And I think really that's 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 about the greatest thing you can ask of art, really. Yeah, I, mean, I never thought of you before as a middle-aged Cape Verdean woman. But, <laughs> but inside <laughs> I am. <laughs> or or there's not or there's not much difference between us. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I've kind of said what my main problem is with the film, which is that I struggle to to maintain kind of much interest and it is very it's very much on the slow side and that maybe just you know wasn't my cup of tea last night 
Mm. Um, but there is an awful lot of beauty in it. I think it's one of the most visually beautiful films I've seen in a while. Mm. Yeah, I love uh, pretty much every image is careful and considered and so beautifully composed and lit. And as you say, the presence of Vitalina and just her face and the dignity that she kind of holds is really captivating. So, it has a lot of qualities. Right, well, I highly recommend that you see it. It's on Mubi. It is a slow film, but it is also a great film. Uh, so just kind of give up, give yourself up to, to what it offers, really. Yeah, yeah, lovely. All right, well, thank you very much for listening. We are eavesdropping at the movies, and we are on... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Uh, on social media, we're on Facebook and Twitter. And the website is eavesdroppingatthemovies.com. All right, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you.